This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This is the October Jobs, Jobs, Jobs report. And of course, we're expecting non-farm payrolls to be around 180,000, 150,000, 150,000. That was versus 336,000. There are revisions coming. The cumulative revision over two months, minus 101,000. Uh, so that 336 turns into 297. Now let's move along, shall we? The unemployment rate, and do keep in mind our last look on the unemployment rate was pretty important because we had 3.8. It moves up again to 3.9, 3.9. 3 3.9 would be the highest level going all the way back actually to January, to January when we were at 4%. And just for a comparison, we were at 3.7 one year ago if you look at October of 22 versus October of 23. And finally, the underemployment rate, which is 7.2, it continues to move up. Maybe I saved the best for last. Labor force participation, 62.7. It's going in the wrong direction. Our last look was 62.8. That was the best since February of 2020. Friday, 3 November, at your overlord, uh, 2023. We're going to go to the border in, in a minute uh, with Ben Burkwam and a very special guest we have down there. Uh, but I got to get EJ in here. So let's get some math right. EJ, and this is very important for this audience to understand. Um, it's one of the problems with uh, the CCP. The CCP, there's no number that comes out of China that is anything but a propaganda. It's all to push a narrative. So their numbers are always been discounted and dismissed, and you got to get in back of it. There's all kind of other ways you can kind of get to figure out what's going on, but you can't take it from government pronouncements. I can't believe that we're in the situation now. There is nothing this regime says about finances or the economy you can believe because it's always a lie. It's always spin, and it's all and it's don't take it from me. It's always readjusted later when it's out of the news cycle. EJ, are we in another situation like that with these labor numbers? Can you make this make sense to me? Why are we going back and have these massive readjustments on previous months? And actually, where are we in all this? Oh, Steve, it's a great question. You know, that headline number is getting all the attention, that that 150,000 uh, jobs. But that's only one of the two surveys that make up this report. The other survey that makes up the report shows a loss of almost 350,000 jobs. That's the biggest loss in that survey, the household survey, since April of 2020, when we had the massive COVID lockdowns and millions of people were essentially forced out of work. So the idea that this is somehow... A, 
a good report is just absolute nonsense. And, and when we get to those revisions that you were just talking about, we find that so far every single month this year, with the exception of July, has been revised down. And it's not as if these are small revisions. Once you add all these revisions up, it turns out about a quarter of all the jobs we initially thought we had this year didn't even exist. So again, the idea that somehow this is a robust labor market, I mean, it just does not stand up to scrutiny. And it also doesn't stand up to any of the survey data that we see uh, when we poll individual people and we ask, how is your personal financial situation? How do you and your household feel about the economy? Those numbers are terrible. And I think the fact that all of the quote unquote official numbers from BLS are continually getting revised down uh, speaks to the fact that all of these initial estimates are, are suspiciously always way, way too rosy. Walk, just walk the audience through why the household, what the household survey is. Why is it what, why was it not picked up today and, and, and talked about and why uh, it is important? Certainly. So the household survey is where we get numbers like the unemployment rate. And one of the reasons why the household survey is very important to look at, that we don't just look at the survey of businesses called the establishment survey, is because the establishment survey can have a double counting issues. So for example, if I already have a job, but I can't make ends meet because inflation has eaten away at my paycheck so much, and I go out and I get a second job, I will be counted as an additional payroll in that establishment survey. But for the purpose purposes of the household survey, I'm still only one person that's employed. And sure enough, that's exactly uh, what we have seen in spades under this administration. We've seen more and more people have to go out and get that second or even third job in order to try to make ends meet and provide for their families. So we always want to pay attention to both surveys and not just one because both have limitations. And the second survey of the household is showing a decrease in 300, I just want to make sure I get the number right, 350,000 uh, 350, jobs? Yeah, it's three, 348,000 to be exact. But again, that is the biggest loss since April of 2020. And that was when we had literally millions of people lose their jobs. So obviously, we're, we're not seeing that same magnitude right now. But the fact that this is the biggest drop since then, I think really puts into context the fact that this, this incredible divergence between the two surveys, this is really just genuinely unprecedented. And something seems to have broken in the BLS's uh, uh, statistics back in March of, of 2022, when this incredible divergence began. And, and we've seen the same thing, for example, with, with part-time and full-time uh, employment, where the number of full-time jobs just hasn't kept up, but the number of part-time jobs has absolutely exploded. Uh, BLS would be Bureau of Labor Statistics to put this out. They're getting to be quite controversial. Um, they still they lied about the deficit. They've now got this new funding program. Uh, EJ, I know you're working the numbers. Are you are you getting closer? Since we got 1.6 to 1.7 minimum of new financing, another I don't know. You calculate eight plus of uh, trillion of of refinancing. Are you getting closer to my number that the interest expense this year alone could could actually get to a trillion dollars, sir? Oh, Steve, absolutely. In fact, if, if you just take the most recent quarter and you annualize it, in other words, you say, take the conditions from that quarter and extrapolate for the entire rest of the year, you're already at a trillion dollars. So we are going to hit that at a minimum. It, it is very likely that we're going to wow. be closer to one and a quarter trillion. <laughs> 
folks, I'm going to brag about this until the cows come home. E.J. and Tony, you're unbelievable. Where they go on social media, where they get. By the way, we've had some great heritage support today in the worm. Just fantastic. My cow starts off. E.J. and Tony comes in. E.J., uh, how do people get to you, particularly your social media? You can find me on Twitter. The handle there is at Real E.J. and Tony. And, and get to E.J. He's putting up stuff all the time. Uh, statistical analysis, which is what you need. Um, I saved the best for last. Right now at Zero Hedge, I haven't gotten the article up. I will get it. And it, it talks about the record all-time unbelievable um, purchase of gold by central banks. Our central bank is worrying about well, how do we sell these bonds, right, and how many they're going to buy, kind of just create money, uh, the printing of money, the central bank digital coin. And the BRICS nations are buying gold at record rates. There's a great article in, in uh, Zero Hedge today that goes through that. I will get it up a little later. But go to Birch Gold. Right now in these turbulent times, and I'm going to show you turbulence here in a second, the invasion of your country through its southern border. Um, in turbulent times, you need to understand why gold, why precious metals has been a hedge. Why has this thing been a hedge by people in the know? For 5,000 years. It's time that you understood that. And Birch Gold and Philip Patrick and the team can explain it to you. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Also, you get the end of the dollar empire. This is something we're not a Johnny come lately to this topic. This, uh, this uh, installments are over two years old, uh, but they read like they're ripped from today's headlines. Why is that? We kind of thought this through at the beginning and knew we were going to have a massive problem uh, with the illegitimate regime uh, like the Biden regime. Because you know why? Elections have consequences, and stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Now, you want to see what the catastrophic consequences are, not just in your personal finances? Well, it's inextricably linked to an invasion of our country. Let's go to the southern border. We've got Ben Burkwam, a very special guest. Uh, ben, we've got Tim Foley. I haven't had a chance to see Tim since we were building the wall down in El Paso, and he's one of the guys down there helping us, keeping a hairy eyeball on the cartels that were right there, right there with their long guns, uh, giving us stink eye. So, Tim, thank you for joining us. Ben, uh, I want to make sure we're going to play some B-roll. I want to tell you, first off, where you guys are, what you're doing down with Tim and, uh, and Tim's group, explain that. But I also want to put this footage up, particularly, Ben, uh, you were in Tucson Airport yesterday. Uh, the thing was a mob scene, and it looked like, uh, it looked like we were down in Tijuana somewhere. And also all this great footage you got at the border. Take it away, Ben Burkwam. Yeah, Steve, I, I landed yesterday. Uh, I was actually a little behind coming to, uh, to join uh, Tim Foley uh, of Arizona Border Recon. And I landed in the Tucson airport. And, you know, I, it's, it's almost like a broken record. I feel like I come on the show with you and I say it's, it's worse than it's ever been. But it's worse than it's ever been. The entire airport, every single gate was full of illegals. The majority of seats on the planes are now taken by illegals. And what's crazy is you've got American citizens, a, a couple ladies came up to me, they're like, I can't go on camera, but they were so pissed off that they're paying full price for their tickets to sit on these planes to go to Dallas and Atlanta and Seattle and all over the, the, the country while illegals are going on there and we're also paying for their tickets. So I go from there, I go from the airport that's just packed full of illegals that have just come off the border. This area is getting hammered. You know, Art Del Cueto, Arizona Border uh, Patrol, 
Uh, and he says this is the number one area for gotaways, but it's also becoming one of the number one areas for, for give ups. So this has not been seen before at these record numbers. The, the reservation down there, the Tohono O'odham Reservation, Indian Reservation, is getting absolutely hammered with people coming in and turning themselves in. Well, all while this is happening, you guys see that footage. That's, that's at the Tucson airport yesterday, but this is happening every single day. It's not just people from Mexico. It's all over the world. It's from Africa. It's from the Middle East. It's from everywhere. Uh, as as uh, you just were talking about, why don't we stop the immigration from Muslim yeah. terrorist countries? All of this is coming. And then now what we have is Tim Foley yeah. down here, his team, tracking the cartels. And this is really where it's really bad because our border patrol aren't, aren't out here to actually do it. So Tim and his team were down there doing an operation for the last five, six days. Uh, they just wrapped that up yesterday. And, and we've got some footage of that. I want to bring him in on, Steve. And yeah, but hang on a second. I want to ask Tim. Tim, you've been at this, I think. You formed the group and you're an 82nd Airborne veteran. You formed the group in yes, 2018. So you guys are five years. Is it? Is it? No. Just walk the audience through. 20, We're going to hold you through the break. Where are we today from 2011? Uh, yeah, I've been. This is my 14th year out here. So I've been watching them for and how, and how, 14 and, years. And how bad is it? How how bad is it now compared to when you first started? Uh, there's there's no comparison. Even under Obama, uh, it wasn't anywhere near this. And uh, as soon as Biden got in, uh, all the checkpoints around this area were closed because they had to push all the agents to the border. And what we saw was a 2,000% increase in high-speed uh, chases of smuggling. And... Uh, what we see pouring across the border, especially where we are, this is not like Texas or Yuma or anything else, except for the video you're watching right now. Uh, we, in 14 years, I've never seen women and children out where we go. It's all the people who don't want to get caught by Border Patrol. They come through in camouflage, clothing, backpacks, uh, carpet shoes so they can avoid detection and uh you know we're averaging in my area over a thousand a day in gotaways whereas the government's saying you know they're averaging a thousand a day across the whole southern border which is the government but then that's the government they're always going to squish the numbers down oh, oh, look uh oh, 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 tim, tim tim hang on for a second we're gonna go to commercial break Tim Foley down uh, one of the patriots on the uh, on the southern border trying to assist Border Patrol and stop the cartels. Of course, our own Ben Burkwam. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the warm in just a moment. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. 
You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Um, I've got, if, if Denver could pull up, I, I, Newsweek uh, magazine took one of my getter posts and put it up as one of their lead stories yesterday. And it's, uh, I think it's the headline, Bannon's demands uh, for Israel funding. And it's very simple. We, we, we have to stop. It's not that I'm opposed to Israel funding because I'm not with certain conditions. But the first thing we have to do is, and we're sending a terrible signal in the House. And I, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a Mike Johnson fan, and people know that. Um, we have to send a very strong signal. Everything has to be focused on stopping this invasion, or the invasion is not going to stop. We have to do it. It's on us now. We can't. We can't blame the Biden regime. We can't blame anybody. It's, it, it's got to be us, because this is what's going to destroy the fabric of the nation and the nation itself. And it's inextricably linked to the financial collapse of the country. And so everything must be done in the – and this is why I gave the speech at Pinehurst. And we're trying to work out the sound on that video to make sure you can get it out. At Pinehurst – and this is a week ago, you know, last week, a a very – how do I say this? Kind of a more of a donor um, audience. Uh, You know, it had a lot of grassroots, but more of a donor-focused audience. I said, look – the, everything, every decision we make must be in the context of the $35 trillion, and particularly the a- annual deficits, because these are going to be in perpetuity, and they can't be financed. The country is going to come very close to a financial collapse. Inextricably linked to that is the invasion of the southern border, which we have 8 to 10 million just on Biden's regime in the country today. Tim Foley just told you it's the worst thing he's ever seen. And as a Todd Benzman, who's not a guy with his hair on fire, he, he – calculates, and he's done the best numbers on this and been right on all his calls. He says, hey, look, it's going to be fine between what they're illegally letting in on asylum and the gotaways and what they're flying in on the app. It's going to be roughly 500000 per month. And so there's going to be another $6 million. So we're going to have, I don't know, 12 to $14 million, which would make it the, I don't know, the seventh or eighth largest state in the unit. And they all must be deported. Every decision must be in that context. Or you're not going to have a country. It's just very simple. And our generation right here, people today are going to get blamed for it. And we should be blamed for it. There's no hiding these facts now. This is all about action. And every day you see them up on Capitol Hill and they're talking about something else or Fox News got you chasing a new shiny toy. Then there's no time for shiny toys. These are the existential threats. Right. And the Chinese Communist Party is in back of both of driving both of them and they know it and they see the collapse of America and they see what they're going to do, whether they're supporting Persian proxy armies in southern Lebanon or helping Qatar and the Muslim Brotherhood uh, in the Hamas franchise in Gaza or in the South China Sea or in the defense of Taiwan or 
the chemical warfare attack, the second opium war that they're, 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 they're hitting the United States with through the southern border of our country. Not to even mention, I don't know, 100,000 fighting age uh, Chinese males that have come across in the last couple of years, which would be, oh, about 10 combat divisions. Tim Foley, here's the great news, brother. You're one of the most controversial men in this country, and that says something, right? So what is yeah. what is Arizona yeah. border recon and why why are you so controversial? You're why are you so why are you such a, why are you so controversial? Because basically uh, we're actually a licensed intelligence gathering company in the state of Arizona, but why we're so controversial is we're pulling the covers on mainstream media and the government of what's actually going on on the border and people don't like having the covers pulled uh so you know i mean we've been called everything in the book and my preferential is either vigilante or uh domestic extremists because if getting off the couch is extreme then oh yeah then call me an extremist and if you want to call me a vigilante break it down we're first part is a vigil we're doing a vigil on the border, and then the second part is Annie. Annie up, do your part. So, it's you, what, what you're. you're they you're, have to have, have you're, but you're there. You 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 basically, you basically assist, and you follow certain rules of engagement, rules of law. But you're basically assisting Border Patrol and others in identifying the cartels and what the cartels are doing to destroy human lives by trafficking them for money across our southern border. Correct, essentially. Yes, sir. Yeah. But you see, the problem is, it's like I said, I'm pulling the cover. So when the high ups in uh, Border Patrol, they have a uh, motto, arrest her up, it's working, arrest her down, it's working. So no matter what, it's working. And so, you know, they don't like people to expose that. Look what's coming through. I mean, you go to our YouTube channel. I got armed cartel in Arizona. I got rip crews in Arizona. The video we just showed, I've never seen women and children way out there. And they were uh, they were there for three days after the cartel dropped them over 20 miles away from the nearest town out in the desert, robbed them, and told them if they didn't keep walking that they'd shoot them. And it's... We do not have control of the border. It, the cartel has control of the border on both okay, sides. Okay, hold of it the right border. there. Hang, 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 hang on, on both sides of the border. Um, is it possible, sir? Because I've been saying this for now a decade. Is it possible, sir, for the cartels, which are a paramilitary terrorist organization, and they are very smart, they have a very sophisticated business model. Is it possible, sir, mm-hmm. for those that organization or those different cartels to have control of the southern border of the United States of America unless they have a work some sort of working arrangement with at least some officials in the Mexican government or military and and I hate to bring up an unpleasant fact on the American side, sir? Yeah, yeah. Well, by Border Patrol's own estimates. 25 to 30 percent of Border Patrol is on the take. The congressman in our area, we affectionately call him the cartel's congressman. That's Raul Gravalgia. His district covers 85 percent of the Arizona border, and he keeps screaming, we don't want a fence, we don't want a wall. But uh, 
you have to be paid off, just like the so-called humanitarian groups. How do you know where to leave food and water out in this vast area behind us? And it's like, who's telling them and who's paying for all this water and food to go out there? So there's complicity all Tim, around. I, I mean, when you look... Go ahead. Okay. No, you go ahead. Continue on. I'm sorry. When you're looking at, when you're looking at a... a conservative estimate of what the cartel is making 40 to 50 billion dollars a year between the drugs and the human smuggling coming across you can buy a lot of people with that because man's biggest downfall is greed tim um i want to go back to a point you made you've been doing this for 14 years you're saying in your sector, what you guys cover there for Arizona Border Recon, you're seeing a thousand gotaways today. They're, the government's telling me it's a thousand gotaways through the 2,000 miles of the southern border, and that still leaves us with 365,000 gotaways in a year, almost 500,000. How can you back up? How, how can you back up now that there's a thousand gotaways a day in your sector? Uh, because uh, what happened? What's coming across the border, basically, in the flatlands is uh, how the cartels do it. You know, it's a diversion. Border Patrol has to go pick up the poor women and children. Yet, where we go, we can be out there for 10 to 14 days and not see one Border Patrol agent. And I have six cameras out on uh, five different trails. And just by looking at what's on our cameras, you know, you're getting groups of 20 and 30 and they're coming by all times of the day and night. And in our area, there's 19 miles of wall. But in that 19 miles of wall, we've got over 24 holes in the wall. And then once the fence ends, there's a 15 mile gap before it starts again. So it's hanging wide open. I mean... It's we don't have a border. We have a revolving door. Uh, ben Burkwam, what are you doing? You're out there with Tim. Tell me what you guys are going to do over the next couple of days. And we're heading back down there. And uh, just to give you an idea, he talked about the five or six trail cams they've got set up. We've got uh, other ranchers down here that have trail cams set up and they and they go every single day. And I've watched these trail cams. You can watch thousands and thousands of people coming through. So what's coming out of Washington, D.C., Tim, you were nice about it. They're lying. They're absolutely lying to you. They know what's coming. They're allowing this to happen. And before we go, I just want to really emphasize ArizonaBorderRecon.org. Guys, if you want to support an organization that's doing it right, ArizonaBorderRecon.org. These guys do it. They don't ask for anything, but I want to give them a shout out because they're doing amazing, amazing work. Um, We're going to be going down there. We're heading back down to no man's land. Won't have any cell service. So stay tuned. We're going to be getting more of that. Uh, I'm also working on getting to some other places. You can't go without law enforcement uh, uh, joining you. So I can't say where exactly or when, but we're working on that. But basically bringing you the truth that Joe Biden, Secretary Marcus, the mainstream media don't want you to see. And you're right, Steve. If we don't do this now, if the American people don't stand up now, if Congress, the Republicans in Congress don't do it now, we're losing this country. Uh, Tim, do you, by the way, Tim's group's got a lot of veterans that have found their task and purpose in saving this country after they served the country and saving the country on this invasion of the southern border. Uh, Tim, do you have social media? Yeah, we have a uh, Facebook page because 
I mean, even though I don't like to, but uh, there's a lot of people there. We have a YouTube page. You can see some of what we... I don't post everything because my friends on the south side are watching everything I put up also. But you can go there and get a good idea of what we see and what is happening. I mean, recently my videos are... I have one that has over 5 million hits of... Uh, cartel driving through phoenix with a 50 caliber rifle in his lap and ak's all through the vehicle i mean it's wow. everywhere so T arizona Border recon on youtube go. and okay we'll push it we're gonna push it harder in the next segment tim foley thank you very much go with god ben burquan be safe back in a moment If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. I think it's, first of all, important to understand who Hassan Nasrallah is. Hassan Nasrallah controls not just Hezbollah, but he represents the most powerful armed wing of Iran outside of Iran. He represents Hezbollah, which is the, uh, I think it's, it's the most powerful non-governmental militia uh, on the planet. Uh, he also, to a way, speaks for other Shia and Iranian-backed militia groups in Iran and Syria. So he is, uh, in a way, the, the, the military wing of Iran outside of Iran, and he controls um, tens of thousands of fighters, tens of thousands of rockets, a uh, highly equipped force. This was the first time that we heard from him directly. Uh, he was speaking from an unknown location. Behind him, it was a generic background. Uh, it, there were large crowds assembled, so uh, what he was speaking, the, the crowds were only hearing him through a screen. Uh, so this was a highly choreographed event. It had been, uh, it, it had been advertised online for days. So this was a message that uh, was carried live throughout the Arab world. People were 
bracing for. Much of this message was directed at the United States. He said that the United States is the deciding uh, country here, that Israel is only carrying out the war against, uh, against Gaza. He said the United States bears full responsibility. And he said if the United States does not want a wider war across the Middle East, that it must stop the attacks in Gaza. He said that uh, Hezbollah would increase its attacks in uh, northern uh, into Israel along the northern border but he stopped short of saying that there is a new front he said that what's happening now is probably not enough but he left vague as uh, as to what uh, how, what the group would do and when he said it would all depend on what happens in Gaza he said that the most important thing is to stop the attacks on Gaza and that is a United States uh, an American responsibility he said that threats that have been received by uh, different militia groups from uh, Iraq and Syria, Iranian-backed militia groups, and Hezbollah themselves by the United States are making no change to his calculus, that uh, that he and his group are prepared to attack at a time and, and place of their choosing, and that all options are on the table. He specifically congratulated militias in Iraq and Syria that have been attacking U.S. bases, so I think it is very likely we're going to see more attacks on those bases uh, where U.S troops are located uh, in Iraq and Syria because he specifically congratulated them and specifically said that what they're doing is the, is the wise and just uh, course of action here. He also uh, threatened Israel quite specifically. He said if Israel tries to take any kind of preemptive action against Lebanon, that it would be the worst mistake in the history of this country, in the history of Israel's uh, existence. So it was a very threatening message, most of it directed at the United States. Most of it directed at the United States. So this is my point. Even on the Israel funding, and the IRS set-aside is, is, uh, is very smart. I actually could recommend maybe even better set-asides, but the IRS is good enough. Because this, we can't add one penny to our deficits to do this. The Senate, by the way, is not even around. How many of you take Friday off every week? And essentially Monday off, because they don't get back to Monday night. How many, how many of you guys have a three-day work week? The Senate hasn't passed. I don't think they passed any appropriations bills. I don't think they passed any. We passed The House passed another one, I think, this morning and overnight. The, 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 the government runs out of money on the 17th. We're not, we're not going to get jammed up. And they got, they, they, they're talking about some triage. There, there's, some, there's some funky things going on. They're going to come back. We're going to get all over top of it. Because you're the deciding factor. And make sure you go get the app that Grace has worked on, Bill Blaster, because it's going to make you more effective in the pressure campaign. Because remember, the pressure campaign didn't work last time. It didn't work so – it was such a failure. You got a, um, a devout uh, Christian constitutional lawyer, Mike Johnson, as our speaker to replace the bum we threw out. And he was a bum in his apparatus. Right. And people say, what, you know, Johnson's hired a couple of guys. OK, yeah, he hired a couple of guys. Not the end of the world. You got to get a staff somehow. I'd rather have them outside it. But hey, that warning right there, remember, and we got to stop, I think, drop Hamas, drop Hezbollah. These are these. And this was the Israeli problem. Israel had a problem here for 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 many, many years. They've looked at these organizations as secular because they wanted to believe they're secular. These are Sharia supremacist organizations. 
I am not an Islamophobe, but I also understand that certain elements of that religion are Sharia supremacist. And they have a different uh, frame of reference than the Judeo-Christian West. So when you see the combat going on Hamas, you can't evaluate that in the terms that we understand. They're, they're not human shields. The children are combatants. They look at children as combatants. They have a very different understanding and, 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 and thinking through of eternal life and, and what the goal of life on earth is. It's not that I say they, they, um, they don't think enough of human life. They just have a different concept of it in which the young children can be martyrs as, any, as great as any warrior as Saladin. Uh, now you've had it from the, the Persians. And remember, the Persians, we've been at war with the Persians for 3,000 years. You just got to face up to it, right? The, um, uh, you know, Greece and then Rome and now the United States as the, as the, uh, as the organizing entity of the Judeo-Christian West. And the Persians are not going to have this. They've got the Turks. They have the Arabs. And yes, they have the Arabs. And I don't want to hear the happy talk. Uh, and I, this is what I disagreed with uh, Matt Gates. Oh, they live in Belgravia. They drive sports cars. They drink whiskey. And, uh, you know, they're, they're on dating apps. It doesn't matter. The Arabs are not with us. The only time they're with us is when they believe. And Jesse Waters said this. And it's so critical. The White House comes out. Jesse just said some, you know, unpleasant truths. The Arabs are with you as long as you're protecting their oil and their money and their monarchies. When you're protecting that, they're with you. When they think they can get a better deal or do something else, eh, maybe they are, maybe they're not. And in this situation, they're not. They're not. And the Egyptians are not going to be with you. You've got a couple of ancient civilizations over there. You've got uh, you've got Persia, you have Egypt, you've got what is now Turkey, and of course you throw in the Bedouins, right? And you're going to have a fight, and it's going to be a massive fight. It's going to be unpleasant. And right there, Hezbollah, which is the uh, is the Shiite party of God in Lebanon, and one of the best light infantry in the world because they fought for decades and decades and decades, and are a real threat to Israel. I'm telling you right there, it's the United States. And this is why you go, got to go back to Tim Foley and Ben Burkwam. We've had, I mean, you can't even take it as a serious country anymore. It's, it's 8 million, 8 million illegal aliens. <clears throat> Invaders have come across and just since Biden. Think about that for a second. Think how many terrorists have, have come in through here. How many, how many people look at the fighting age males. Just look at the pictures. Don't take it from me. Look at the photographs. Look at the videos. It's everywhere. Also want to bring everybody up to date. I think I've got this. I want to bring everybody up to date on, on a, a major development that's, uh, that's happening, right? That's happening right before our eyes. And this is, and I quote Zero Hedge, central banks on course for colossal year of gold buying. And this is, and this is directly inextricably linked to what you're seeing throughout the world. And I'm a quote here. After setting a record through the first half of the year, that would be 2023, central banks throughout the world continue to gobble up gold in the third quarter. Globally, central banks added a net 337 tons of gold in Q3, the second highest third quarter total in history. Through the first nine months of the year, central banks bought a net 800 tons of gold. That's 14% more 
than the same period in 2022. The People's Bank of China, that's the central bank of China, led the way, adding another 78 tons of gold to its holdings in the quarter. The Chinese central bank has bought gold for 11 straight months. Since the beginning of the year, the People's Bank of China has increased its reserve by 181 tons. Now, what signal is that sending to you? I know it's the back to currency and other things, but hey, they understand these central banks, these BRICS, they understand we're going into a time of history. Uh, let's see, what will we call it? Hey, why don't we call it a fourth turning? We're going into a time of immense turbulence. On a Friday, you know, morning, people are having their coffee and cutting into the war room, and you got the uh, you got the, the the Shiite party of God military commander outside of Persia telling you, giving you a rant that's saying, hey, Israel's here, but it's the United States. You're the problem. This is your war. You're backing it up. It's your arms. And, of course, the New York Times leaks today right before a speech. We have drones all over Gaza that are giving, you know, real-time information to Israeli military. And the question's got to be, if that's targeting, then you're just as much a combatant as you are in Ukraine. About these funding mechanisms, nothing, let me go back to the Newsweek, Newsweek's right, it is demand. A demand is that we must focus everything in Congress, everything in the House, you must, must focus on the invasion of the southern border and massive cuts to spending. We shouldn't be looking at any supplemental. If Israel needs this because of a time of emergency, okay, we'll look at that, but it's got to be offset. But there should be nothing else. Ukraine should be a zero. Here's how bad they are. Here's how evil they are. The Biden regime, and I've got this up on Getter, if, if Mo or Grace can, can pull it for me. Uh, last night they came up, and they're finally, and it's a big deal, Washington's so, so o- over the top on this, that Biden would finally admit on the southern border there must be you know, new measures for control, that he would, to get Ukraine passed, to get the grift passed, he would actually give up uh, certain elements on, on the border. No, and Mike Johnson came following this. You can't attach border to Ukraine. They're two separate things. Ukraine's a zero. The general field commander just told you it's a stalemate. You have been lied. And no offense, the, the conservative fanboys that were all Zelensky's guys and Zelensky's great, Zelensky's Churchill, you fell for this scam harder than anybody. And trying to convince Fox News, Murdoch News should be, well, you can't embarrass them. You can't embarrass the Murdochs because they're foreign scum. You can't embarrass them, what they try to sell the American people on. Let's be. Uh, the, 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 Ukraine is just a money laundering operation. It's just a grift for the elites. They want eighty on top of everything else. On top of you got to fund one point six trillion of new debt that they lied about. You got all that. Everything's coming, you know, apart in the capital markets, and and they've made this bet they're going to sell the bond short term, right? And hope and pray that interest rates come down. Because they know you, they're destroying your lives with the credit cards right now and the, and the car loans and the mortgages. You can't get the mortgage. This, Ukraine's got to be zero. And hey, here's the thing. If the Senate, Mike Johnson, just, just man up here, bro. You're, 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 you're good. You're a good, solid Christian guy. And they're afraid of you because they can't see your moves. Some of your moves have been pretty good. Their, their heads have blown up. Just shut it down, dude. If the Senate, if Mitch McConnell and Schumer, let him talk smack all day long. If you haven't passed the appropriations bill, then you haven't done your job. We're not going to play your game and give you some CR and kick it into the into January and let them. No, why are you? You're not here on Friday. You're not coming back to Monday. You're not working the weekend. 
when most of the American people not just work Fridays and Mondays, they work the weekends too. And we certainly do here at the War Room. Shut it down. Who cares? Shut it down. Oh, well, you know, then the border's open. Yo, we got 10 million people come to come across the border. You got you got volunteers down there with Tim Foley. Like he told you, he says, hey, Mr. Banner, we're getting a thousand gotaways a day in our sector. Suck on that. How many people they're going to come? They're coming to this border so quickly now because they understand Trump's coming back. Trump's coming back and the thing's going to get sealed. So I got to get in now and then dare him to get me out of here. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back in the warm in just a moment. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home. That legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged. And it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners. And that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now, Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, obviously with this gold buying, and I'm gonna get, the, I'm gonna do some analysis and get that up on Getter, the the amazing article in uh, Zero Hedge. Um, those those central banks are telling you something. They're preparing for a stormy weather. They're preparing for turbulence. You need to too. Go to BirchGold.com/slash/Bannon. Get all of the free information we put out in the end of the dollar empire. Become the expert in your. In, uh, in your neighborhood, in your backyard barbecue, but that's not the reason we want you to be an expert. That's just a side benefit. We want you to be an expert as you're going to hit these congressional offices about what's going on. Um, and also talk to Philip Patrick and the team about, hey, all these central banks are buying at record. What, what am I missing here? Tell me why they're doing it and why I should. Make sure you get that. Charlie Kirk just put up uh, a tweet, uh, Judge Kennett down in the in the bogus uh, Mar-a-Lago situation, I think she's delaying the trial to after the 24 election. So Charlie, I'm sure, is going to have a lot to say about that at uh, at noon, but this is a breaking news. Also, <laughs> the closing arguments, the case going to wrap up, the closing arguments are not going to be to the 15th of November uh, in Denver, where Mike Davis is going to be here today, talk about it, and everywhere else, the Minnesota Supreme Court, this 14th Amendment funded by the Republican billionaires, and if uh, if the Virginia Senate uh, goes uh, what Youngkin's been working on, 
uh, you're going to have uh, you're going to have a massive donor move uh, to uh, replace Trump with Youngkin. But they're going to say, well, Trump may not be on the ballot in Michigan and Arizona, and it's going to happen in Arizona. Mark my words. Um, I tell you, we got a quick update. Let's go to the, we got a quick update on the House. So many moving parts. Want to make sure you're all there. We're we're going to get you up in the ramparts when you're needed. Let's go ahead and play. Let's go play this clip. $14 billion aid package for Israel with major cuts to the IRS. Uh, the White House, the Senate Democrats saying the measure has zero chance, zero of becoming law, leaving the future of how additional aid for Israel is actually going to get it passed. Uh, joining me now, NBC's Garrett Hake on Capitol Hill for us, NBC News political analyst Brendan Buck as well, a former top aide to former speakers Boehner um, and Ryan. Garrett, DOA, right, here we go. Um, out of the gate here, Speaker Johnson, um, getting this thing across the finish line in the House, but Senate saying it's not going to happen. So what happens to Israel aid? What happens to Ukraine aid? Oh, and by the way, got to keep the government open in 14 days time. Yeah, look, no pressure, right? I mean, this is a kind of the classic congressional deadline train wreck that we've gotten used to seeing here where a lot of deadlines come together at the same time. Israel aid will get done. It is the single most popular thing uh, working through either chamber in either party right now. And I think the question is what rides along with it, whether you know, lawmakers can convince enough of their colleagues to attach Ukraine aid to it, or whether it's a border security measure, or whether it even gets attached to the me- measure to fund the government until January or until some unknown date certain. I think that's the sort of uh, special sauce that's being cooked up right now, is how do you use something like aid to Israel, which basically every member in both chambers wants to vote for in some capacity, right. and attach enough of the other stuff that people are less certain about to it to move all these things through both chambers in the next two weeks. It's challenging under normal circumstances. It's especially challenging with a brand new speaker. Uh, but this is what they're up against, and time is short. Um, Brennan, what do you make of, of Johnson's um, strategy here? I know you worked, obviously, under both House Speaker Paul Ryan, um, John Boehner uh, as well. Yeah, you know, it strikes me that this is obviously is a new speaker, but it really speaks to where he came from. You know, he's a relatively new member on the, the sort of far right of the conference and this is a strategy that feels very borne out from that wing of the, of the conference. It's let's pick a fight. Let's find some way to unify our conference. Let's divide Democrats and send it over to the Senate, which is fine. You know, be, being the leader, keeping your team together and, um, you know, dividing the other side, that's good and all. But then the question becomes, now what? And I'm not exactly sure that the new speaker has figured out now what? Um, the Senate is obviously not going to take this up. They haven't really put any pressure on the Senate. And there's a very poor track record of one party in one chamber being able to assert their will over the other chamber when they're working in a bipartisan way. And it feels like the Senate is going to be working in a bipartisan way to try to jam the House. And I don't know that Speaker Johnson has figured out what exactly he's going to do at that point. Um, you know, I imagine it'll be tough for him to just swallow whatever the Senate does, but he hasn't really set himself up very well to maneuver whenever the Senate does act in a bipartisan way. Also, when it comes to passing aid, Brennan, um, for Ukraine as well, Johnson is saying he wants to pair it with resources um, for the border. You were actually on the Hill, I believe, back in 2013 during this big uh, immigration debate that completely fell apart. What are the chances of that actually even being able to happen? Yeah, there's nothing harder in congressional politics than doing immigration policy. Um, But that has become a flashpoint for Republicans, and they've said, not just money, they want change in immigration policy to do anything on on Ukraine. And that's where things are going to get really difficult, even in the Senate, where they're trying to work in a bipartisan way. You know, the president has requested money for the border, but that's different than changing the policy and how we handle 
asylum and other ways that, that immigrants can, can get work in this country. Um, if that's what this ends up becoming, it's not hard to see this getting wrapped around the axle. Right. In the entire time I've been in politics, we've never been able to, to get immigration policy through the Senate. So I can't imagine this is going to happen in this environment. So that may be the only thing that Speaker Johnson has going for himself, that the Senate itself could, could find trouble getting agreement on those things. So there's a lot of rocky road ahead, and I'm not exactly sure how it all comes together. But I do agree with Gary that Israel funding is going to happen at some point, and it's going to carry okay. the day. It's just how much pain we have to go through to get there. MSNBC with those Republicans like Brennan Buck that do the best analysis. And remember, they hate everything you stand for. But remember the watchword. Write this down. Let's pick a fight. Let's pick a fight. You can see a lot of those senators, when they understand their constituents in these congressional districts, are blowing up the phones and saying, yo, because we haven't we haven't given them the treatment yet. The Senate's about to get the treatment. This is all humongous. It's all coming together. And remember, the ticking clock on the 17th, we shut the government down. And if they have not stopped the invasion of the southern border, which is the only priority that matters right now, and massively start to cut spending, then shut it down, baby. Shut it down. Okay, Charlie Kirk up next. You got then uh, Jack Posobiec. Jack Posobiec's on the road. We're going to have a special on Saturday with Jack Posobiec live from a massive conference in Serbia that we're going to be picking up and doing coverage of. We've got so much. I'm This afternoon on the shows from 5 to 7, we'll walk through what the schedule's going to be tomorrow. You will not want to miss it because it's going to tie everything together. Uh, make sure, by the way, Eric Prince's new phone, Unplugged. This is the full security phone. You get, go to Unplugged.com, immerse yourself in information here. You get this phone. The government can't track you. They can't listen to you. They can't do anything to you. Get this phone. This is the phone you need if you don't want Big Brother having their eyes in your business. Make sure you ch- check it out. Unplugged.com. And also, my pillow, uh, Mike Lindell's run around for getting ready for next uh, Tuesday for his, uh, his plan. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Specials all over the place. The number 800-873-1062. Go there today, right now. We'll see you back at 5 to 7. We are going to be on fire. Of that, we can commit. See you then. Death. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck done with debt is your lifeline done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for they know how to reduce bills they know how to cut interest rates their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently without bankruptcy And without additional loans, done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's donedebt.com. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 
5,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.